Today on a classic Compassion Radio. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving, friends. Today we pray the peace and joy of God Himself upon you and your loved ones. May He prepare your heart with a spirit of thanksgiving as we together acknowledge Him as the giver and sustainer of life, the source of true happiness and the wellspring of compassion and generosity. This truly is an important day in our lives and in the lives of our nation. As disciples of Jesus, we have the honor and privilege of demonstrating what humble and correct gratitude to God looks like to a world that desperately needs a good example. Have you welcomed Him in today? I invite you to do that right now. Praise always starts in the heart. Words of praise are nothing without the lips to confess them as worthy of the one we worship. So it's important that we speak them to God with our lips. I hope you'll take the time today with your family to share praiseworthy things and to praise the one who gave you those lips. We know that God made us for worship so that we could experience how worthy and awesome He is to receive it. Today, I'd like to spend some time with Mark Young on the subject of thankfulness and to remind ourselves why this holiday was established in the first place. Mark is the president of Denver Seminary and has the awesome privilege to shape the vision of this highly regarded training ground for pastors and missionaries serving around the world. 
He's also a man who takes to heart the responsibility we all have to give God the honor he's due. On this very special day of celebration and solemnity in the United States, this being Thanksgiving Day, I invited back my good friend Mark Young of the Denver Seminary to spend a little more time with us to talk about the roots of today and why we celebrate and how we should to honor God the best way we can. Mark, welcome back to Compassion Radio today. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today about this special day. And happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks, likewise. I've been reading this morning some of the early proclamations and reminding myself that when it came to the history of Thanksgiving Day, It was a collective thing. It wasn't just about one leader's opinion. The Congress itself, for a number of years before there was a president, unitely, together, we the people, made a proclamation on behalf of the people and urged us for years to be honoring God in a specific way. As I've read those documents and rereading them, I'm impressed by certain words like, It has pleased the Almighty. And all those kind of phrases referring to God's pleasure— To do good, to be kind, to be generous, seems to be the the general infusion they wanted to put in those proclamations. You're a student of history and how the church fits in and how faith fits into the emerging ideologies of mankind. What do you make of why Thanksgiving is so special to Americans? Bram, I think that we do have a need as human beings to believe that God is engaged in our lives, Mm. both in our past and in our present which gives us hope that he will be involved in the future. Mm. And as we look back on our past, when we can identify how God has acted on our behalf in ways that have increased our quality of life, our sense of prosperity, when we can see that God has provided for us, led us, and guided us, our natural response is to give thanks to him for that. And that is the heart of the whole event. We're not just giving thanks for the people around us to nobody in particular. The idea of the proclamations was to remind us of who we are directing our thanks. That's correct. And, you know, this is a deep biblical tradition. I uh, just recently was reading in Psalm 111, which is in almost every regard a mirror of what we just described. It's a relatively short psalm. Could I read it for us? Read it to us, please. This is from the New Living Translation. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who fear him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments will grow in wisdom. Praise him forever. And so, you know, it's so interesting to me in that psalm, 
at the very beginning, it's clear that this psalm is written for when God's people gather. Mm -hmm. I will thank the Lord as I meet with his godly people. And we think of that, of course, as the great festivals of Israel. And in many regards, for those of us who know the Lord, our Thanksgiving gathering, in whatever way we're allowed to do that this year, but in a typical year, our gathering around table, around a meal, is very much a repetition of the gathering of God's people through the festivals yes. in order to remember what God has done. And then you have in this psalm these amazing statements. How amazing, he says, are the deeds of the Lord. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Uh, and then all he does is just and good, and all his commandments are true. This is designed for the people of God in remembering how God has acted in their past to be assured that he will be the same God acting in ways that are consistent with his character in their present and in their future. And I think that's what Thanksgiving allows us to do as well. I couldn't agree more. I'd ask, from your perspective, where you sit as a, a leader and a mentor for the leaders of the faith that are emerging and are growing and are expanding their vision in the times of difficulties. How has that manifested itself to you this year? How has God's grace and amazing provision and glory manifested itself in your life? Oh, thanks for asking that. You know, I think I shared with you briefly in the previous conversations we had that we can look back and see that decisions we made four or five years ago in terms of how we were going to lead Denver Seminary proved to be amazingly important for us as we entered into this difficult year and provided for us results in enrollment and the ability to serve our students that we could have never possibly imagined. So as we look back, we thank the Lord for the leading of His Spirit the wisdom that he granted us that none of us had any human reason to really be able to know why he was giving us that direction. Mm. That's a great act of God that we've seen in our lives this year. Others who look at it from the outside say, no, that was just economics or circumstances that led you to make those decisions at the time. How do you answer those who would be cynics looking back on that kind of history? You know, I think in some regards, when we talk with cynics, we have to recognize that People are cynics because they've made up their minds, <laughs> and there's not much that we can do to actually change their perspective on it. But to me, the issue is when I interact with someone who looks cynically upon my perspective of God being engaged in the world in ways that we can be constantly confident of, but mm -hmm. never, I shouldn't say never, but frequently not aware of, yeah. is just a basic assumption and worldview that I live by. And so I would answer the cynic by simply saying, you know, I have a different perspective on how God is engaged in my life and in human history. And so I'm going to continue to interpret my life and history through the lens of God's engagement. Can I give you an example of that for my own life? Oh, please do. About three years ago, I went in for a hearing test upon the recommendation of my wife of more than 35 years at the time. I'm sure you can relate to that as well at Indeed. some level. <laughs> and so in, uh, in that hearing test, the technician said, you know, you have a severe loss of hearing in one frequency range that's abnormal for your age. Hmm. And so I think you should probably get that checked out. 
So getting it checked out meant getting an MRI of my brain because they were afraid that perhaps there was a growth that was impinging on the auditory nerve. Mm. So I had the MRI and indeed there was nothing growing near the auditory nerve, nothing that was impinging upon it that affected my hearing. That's one relief. (laughs) That's one relief, yes. However, there was a suspicious area on the MRI. The neurosurgeon said, we need to take a look at that. So to make a long story short, As they checked out what was, in fact, happening in my brain, the MRI had detected something that had been previously undiagnosed, uh, which is called an AVM, Mm. uh, a vascular problem that created a high risk of stroke. In fact, the surgeon said, you had probably a 25% chance of having a stroke within the year. Now, when I talked with the uh, technician that was working with us, he said, what a coincidental finding. <laughs> Indeed. Right? It was just coincidence that they saw this other problem with my brain when they weren't looking for it. And I said to him, you know, yes, I can see how you might say that, but some of us would see this as providential, mm-hmm. as God directing us in a way that allowed us to discover this very concerning condition. So there are two ways to see the world, and we're called as God's people to be able to look, to look back and say, God's in this, and God's in this, and God's with me in this, and that means God is going to be present as we move into the future as well, and we'll give thanks for that. Mark, that's a beautiful story, and it's true. I mean, you can't (laughs) deny that those things can be and are rightfully looked upon as being providential if we put ourselves in the perspective of expecting good things from God. Friends, before we jump back to this important conversation with Mark Young of Denver Seminary, a quick reminder that it's your generosity and support that make Compassion Radio possible. Especially in a year like this, we need your vote of support. Call 1-800-868-2478. Write us at Compassion Radio, Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. Or give online at CompassionRadio.com in order to keep this program coming to you each day. And hear me when I say this. We are very thankful for you, especially now.
to the interview. Things I have noticed about those early proclamations that the Congress wrote to the people of America were written in times of war. There was no guarantee that the experiment of American democracy was going to survive the conflict with Britain. And for four or five years, they kept writing proclamations. It has been the will of God this year to be gracious to us and has preserved us for yet another year. They Mm -hmm. said that year after year. And they thank God for what has been done during that year, even while losses were piling up, even when things were not looking good in the war. But they always redirected themselves on the nature and the character of God in those times. At the end of that list of congressional proclamations, they celebrated the end of the war. But you read all those proclamations leading up to it. The character of God is expressed in the early proclamations and the character of God expressed in the later proclamations after the war was over were identical. They identified the character of God and who he was in all situations. Obviously, the tone of the later proclamations was of great relief. God has expressed his grace to us in this way as well. He has not just Mm -hmm. preserved us through the conflict, but he's given us a new nation. That, to me, reminds me again that in every situation, the call for us is to acknowledge who God is, was, and always will be. And in a year of trial right now, we could probably resonate with those early proclamations. Yeah. That there's danger approaching us. And during those early proclamations, there was no sense of ignoring the losses or the cost of the conflict. No one said there hasn't been deaths from violence in this war. No one is saying that we shouldn't mourn those who have been lost. They've simply said that even in the face of those kinds of loss, this is who God is. If you were writing a proclamation now on behalf of your people, your friends, your family, how would it read? What a fascinating question. I think it would read very similarly without trying to come up with something profound right (laughs) off the top of my head. What I would envision is that we are called as God's people to be honest Mm. about where we find ourselves and what we've been through and hopeful at the same time. I'm reminded at this point very much of the prophet Jeremiah. He writes, the thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. Mm. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet... I still dare to hope when I remember this one thing. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I would urge us as this Thanksgiving season, like those who made those early proclamations, to be honest about how we've experienced this year, and at the same time, to be robust in our confession of who God is and how He is engaged and has been and will be in our lives. That's a great challenge. I would echo that. I would encourage all of our listeners today, if you haven't thought about it, if you're hearing this program on the morning of Thanksgiving, consider how you would make your proclamation. Call it a prayer. 
whatever you want to call it, but something that you would be willing to confess in front of others and have them join in with you to shape the words from the heart of gratitude to God for what he's done for you all in this time. And if you've faced losses of jobs or family members or people that are not around the table, not just because of the shutdowns, but because they're no longer on this earth, whatever it is you're thanking God for in the gifts and the graciousness he's shown you over these years and over the past 12 months, I'd encourage you all to speak words to it and not hold back from expressing those to God today. Amen. That's my challenge for you. Mark, any closing thoughts about how you're going to celebrate and remember today? We're going to do exactly what we just described, and by God's grace, we'll be able to be with some of our children and grandchildren. We're going to be honest about what God has done with one another or about how we've experienced this year with one another. Speak it out loud and then speak out loud who God is and what he is doing. Amen. Mark Young of Denver Seminary, thank you so much again for sharing this special day with us on Compassion Radio. We wish you guys very best as you not just trudge along, but race along with joy and expectation for God using you in a special way in the days to come. And the same to you, Bram. The Lord bless you and your time of Thanksgiving with your family as well. Bye. Think about His love. Think about His goodness. Think about His grace that's brought us through. For as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of our Father's love. Great is the measure of our Father's Think about His love, think about His goodness, think about His grace that's brought us through, for as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of forget His love. How could I forget His mercy? He satisfies, He satisfies, He satisfies my desire. Think about His love about His goodness, think about His grace that's brought us through, for as high as the heavens above, so great is the measure of our Father's love, great is the measure of our Father's my 
Thanks to Mark Young, president of that preeminent theological training center, Denver Seminary. And may the Lord bless you and your family today as you celebrate Thanksgiving together. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. There's no doubt that trying times bring out the best and the worst in mankind. I pray that God will bring out the very best of Him in you today. Thank you for standing with Compassion Radio in times like this. I think you know that we're a unique voice in Christian radio. Your generosity and your faith in us make it possible for us to continue doing what we do each and every day. Please call us and let us know you're standing with us. The toll-free number is 1-800-868-2478. That's 1-800-868-2478. You can mail Compassion Radio at P.O. Box 2770, Orange, California, 92859. And we're online 24-7 at CompassionRadio.com. Don't wait, friends. Join us online to find out how you can be involved with this unique and timely ministry. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow for the next Compassion Radio.